Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump onto our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless your fam. Well, hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to Steeple Church Online. So good to... uh, well, just assume that your faces are there on the other side. My name's Corey. I have the privilege and the pleasure of serving this beautiful community known as Steeple Church. And uh, before I get into the message today, I just want to give a massive shout out to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I know for some, this might be a challenging day, a hard day. Uh, maybe some of you are missing your fathers. Uh, and we want to also let you know that we acknowledge you. Um, we're with you. We're praying for you. And we pray that you're blessed as well through today. Thanks for showing up. But to all the dads, happy Father's Day. You're doing a great job and we love you heaps. Well, we're going to go Old Testament today. We're going to jump into Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to read from uh, verses 1 to 6. We're actually going to talk about Father Abraham. Before he became known as Abraham, he was known as Abram. And we're going to jump into just a little part of his story this morning. And uh, my prayer is that you be encouraged as we do. So let's read together. Genesis 15, verses 1 to 6. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord. What a great story. What a, an interesting story. I found it interesting anyway, but Abram or Abraham or the nomad formerly known as Abram is often given to us as Christians as the reference point or our model for what an alive and active faith should look like and be like all throughout scripture. And everyone knows like Hebrews 11, where it sort of highlights all of the, all of the, all of the heroes of the faith. And Abraham is right there at the top. But in this moment, Abram is struggling. He's having a very real moment of doubt and questioning. And often we look uh, and we treat kind of doubt and questioning uh, as if they are bad things, as if they are opposite to faith. But what I love about this story in particular is that it tells me that questioning and doubt are an important part of faith formation. And this for me really solidifies Abram as the, the real deal, the kind of the real legit OG of faith. Why? Because even in the midst of his questioning and his doubting, he continues to hear and respond to the word and the words of the Lord. In this moment, we're catching up with Abram after at least a decade of unfulfilled promises. See, this is not the first time God has spoken this particular promise and these words into and over Abram's life. The first time we hear this prophetic declaration over Abram is in Genesis chapter 12. And God says this, he declares this over Abram's life, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. What an amazing promise. But some commentators suggest that it would have been closer to 20 years between Genesis 12 and Genesis 15, uh, between the promise that Abraham first received in Genesis 12 and the encounter we're reading uh, this morning in Genesis 15. So after at least a decade of waiting, we catch up with Abram in a tent. Straight off the back of a pretty hectic war, 
which left him empty, empty on all fronts, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So uh, to say that he's feeling somewhat depressed, despondent, a little disgruntled, a little disappointed at God in his current circumstance, I think would be a little bit of an understatement. We know that Abraham, Abram is feeling this way because he's self-isolated. He has removed himself from community in favour of his own company. And we find him in this story in a tent. He's shut in, his vision is blocked, and his faith appears to have hit a wall. Anyone resonate with Abram right now in your current situation? But here's what I love about what God does in this moment. God meets Abram where he's at, in the midst of his doubt, his despair, and his questioning. God meets Abram in the tent, and then God draws him out from the thing that is holding him captive, blocking his vision and stalling his movement. And he re-anchors Abram to himself first and foremost and reminds him again of the original promise. God draws Abram through his doubt and his despondency by getting him to move. That's the first thing God does, to look up and ultimately to re-anchor himself to God through his word. Move, look up, re-anchor. Those are the three things that I want to encourage us with this morning. So let's talk about the first encouragement that I've drawn from this story in Genesis chapter 15 and this encounter that Abram is having with the Lord. Move. Maybe that's a word that you need to hear this morning. Move. Get out from your circumstance. Get out maybe just from the house. Maybe get up from the couch. Before God could uh, re-anchor Abram to his promise, he had to get Abram to move. Abram had to physically get out of the enclosed, isolated, withdrawn environment he was in in order to see or to re-see God and his promises clearly. The scripture tells us, the story tells us that God took him outside. I don't know about you, but over the last year and a half, I've gone on more walks than I've ever had uh, over this last year and a half. And being in lockdown has certainly been draining for me. And I know that uh, it's been draining for a lot of people, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. Um, So you can probably understand Abram's situation. But I find, I have found that a good walk especially when the sun is out, helps to clear my mind and works as a bit of a reset. And that's what I think God is doing here with Abram. God needed to get Abram moving, not only to help him see better, but to help him feel better. Abram was in a dark place, wallowing in, immersed in his resentment and his self-pity. So God, the first thing God does is not throw a whole heap of shame on him, remind him of the promise, you're supposed to be like the golden child of faith. Now, the first thing that God does is he gets Abram to move. God moves him outside. He repositions Abram physically so Abram could see better spiritually. So he could see things from God's vantage point. See, God removes the thing that was blocking Abram's vision or Abram's view by getting him to move out, to move away from that thing that was blocking his ability to think and see clearly. Some of us in this season, and I understand why, are stuck in some places asking God to take away some some of the things that are distracting us or derailing us or maybe even causing us harm. And God is saying, I have created a way out for you. It's time to move. Abram needed to change his vantage point so he could see and get a God's eye view on his current circumstance and on his future. Maybe the word for you this morning is, Move. 
What I love about the Word of God is that it supports science in this department. It's clear that physical movement helps people feel better and think better. Studies show that physical movement can help with memory. And Abram in this moment is, is clearly struggling with his memory. It helps with memory, clarity, anxiety, depression, and overall mental health. Friends, if you're feeling a bit like Abram this morning, take a walk, go for a run, lift some weights, kick a ball around, get out, move. I know you weren't expecting such, such a deep theological prowess this morning, but that's what I got for you. Get out and move. Go for a walk, get in the sunshine. My second encouragement to you from this story of Abram in Genesis 15 is simply this. Look up, look up. Get a God's eye view on your circumstance. Scripture, the story tells us that the first thing he did was to move Abram, move Abram outside. The second thing that God does is he tells Abram to look up. You know, we were made, I believe we were made to view things from a heavenly perspective, not an earthly perspective. And with the spirit, the direction of our gaze should not come from earth to heaven, but from heaven to earth. We have access to the spirit of God. Scripture tells us that we have the mind of Christ and the faith of Christ. So I think that his point of view should be our first port of call. A despondent person, a depressed person, a dejected person is going to struggle to do this on their own. I mean, we've all had moments, I'm sure, of feeling those, way, those ways. Uh, but I thank God that he is the lifter of our heads. I thank God, even in this story that I see that God, the first thing he does is not lay on pressure, but he actually lifts our heads. He moves Abram and then he tells him to look up, to lift his vision. David testifies to this uh, characteristic of God in Psalm 3, verse 3. Written while he was also on the run, surrounded by his enemies and in need of rescue, David says this, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Scripture also tells us that God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when you're in these kinds of seasons, can I encourage you, rest assured that God is not going to pile on more stuff that'll bring you more anxiety, more fear, more pressure. He'll start with encouraging you to move, to get out of the spaces and places, relationships and roles that might be blocking your view. And then he'll do the work of lifting your gaze, encouraging you, reminding you that you are safe and secure, that you are on solid ground with him and in him. But it doesn't stop there. As Christ's body, as his church, we have the opportunity and I actually think the responsibility to lift people's gaze through words of encouragement, and comfort, acts of love and kindness by reaching out through a phone call or a Zoom, by delivering food or gifts and, and by praying. Let's not underestimate the power of prayer, especially in this season, and especially when you're at the end of your rope and you actually have no idea what to do. Can I encourage your friends to pray? Second Corinthians verses, uh, chapter one, verse three to five says this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which our, we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Church, if you are feeling like Abram this morning, please reach out. We'd love to get around you and support you and serve you in any way we can and offer you some comfort in this season in any way that we're able to. So first encouragement is to move. Second is to look up. 
The third thing I see God doing in this moment with Abraham, uh, Abram that could serve us this morning after moving him and lifting his gaze is simply this, re-anchor. God re-anchors Abram. He re-anchors Abram to the original promise. And I love Abram's response. It says, Abram believed, but it didn't just happen. Uh, first God had to move him, then God had to lift his gaze, and then God re-anchored him to the promise and Abram believed. Abram responded each time to every little seemingly insignificant word that came to him from the Lord. The word and the words of the Lord are not empty or vacuous. They are powerful, life-giving and faith-inspiring. Romans 10 verse 17 says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And every word, every word that comes from the mouth of God is vital and life-giving. Matthew 4, Jesus' own words tell us this. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In this story in Genesis 15, Abram responded to every word uttered in this conversation with God. The seemingly small and insignificant words like get up, get out, look up. And I have a hunch that it was in this response, it was in his response to these simple and practical directives from the Lord that made room for him to receive, re-anchor and respond to not only the Genesis 12 uh, promise that that gets repeated here, but to God himself. Abram anchors, he tethers and ties himself ultimately to the one who speaks the word, who delivers the rescue and fulfills the promise. It was God's words, get up and get out to Abram that took him from inside the tent to outside the tent, from inside his pain and his pity to outside and above it. It was God's word to Abram, look up, that lifted his gaze from an earthly perspective to a heavenly one. It was God's word that reminded him, refreshed his memory and re-anchored him to the promise he received back in Genesis 12 and again here in Genesis 15 by moving him small word by small word into a space where he could hear, believe and receive the big overarching promise once again. But ultimately it was God himself that Abram needed to re-anchor and re-tether himself to as his shield, his strength, his comforter and his great reward. This morning, let me encourage you again to move. If you're in a funk, if you're struggling to find perspective or the socials have you locked into an echo chamber, maybe the word from the Lord for you this morning is to get out, to engage in nature, to move those legs, to remove some of those other things that are blocking your view uh, of God or from hearing His word. Sometimes physical movement sparks a faith movement. Maybe the word for you this morning is look up. Maybe it's to put your phone down. Look up at your kids or your wife or your friends when they're talking to you rather than sideways as you're scrolling through Instagram. I don't know about you, but that one hurts me. Uh, I've recently engaged in this activity. Every Friday at 6 p.m., I put my phone down and I don't pick it up again until 6 p.m. the next night unless somebody gives me a phone call. But I've tried to put my phone down so I can re-engage with my kids and my family and it has been life-changing. Maybe... For you, this is about actively and intentionally engaging in a connect group or a discipleship group that will encourage you in the things of God, in the word and in community. Church, it's a simple word this morning, but out of Genesis 15, these are the three things that I would love for you to remember. Move, get out, look up, get a God's eye view on your circumstance. And number three, re-anchor. Lock into God and his word this morning. Every now and then, we just need a simple refresher. We need a reminder, and that's okay. That's what this morning 
I hope will serve our church as a bit of a refresher and a reminder that God is not coming at you with more pressure. He just wants to encourage you. He's going to try and get you to move. He's going to speak words of life over you and hope over you and love over you. That's what he does. That's how he rolls. That's how he speaks. And in the meantime, we need to stop and respond to the small and uh, seemingly insignificant directive words from the Lord. Don't focus on the big stuff. Focus on the small, the step-by-step, the word-by-word, the action-by-action before we are able to fully re-anchor ourselves to the big promises and to the one who made those promises. Amen. Church, let me leave you with this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. I love you, church. Have a great day. Happy Father's Day again. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged as you listen in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday at 208 Whitehorse Road, Baldwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.